No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Hey, Mel. Yeah. When the sun goes down at the end of the day, what is one consistent thing that most people do in their houses every night? Turn up those lights. Yeah, that is one of the things that everybody does. But you know, what's another consistent thing about every most people's lighting in their house? They have pretty boring lights. Yes. Killed it. We didn't even script it's this regular no. and she nailed both answers. Look, here's the deal. You've got boring lights in your house. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's just a fact. Yeah. Okay. We're here to help. With Electric Fish Lights help, we are going to liven up the inside of your home. That's, That's right. just what's going to happen. Go check out what I'm talking about. Electricfishlights.com makes these IQ lights. What's IQ technology, What Mel? is that? It stands for interlocking quadrilaterals. And what is that, Apple? It is 15 or 30 different, 30 different, or 15 different pieces. No, nope, uh, nope. 30 different pieces. Yep. It can be... It, Configure it into 15 different shapes. Yeah. And those shapes are unlimitless because if you go over there and look at this, this is how we're going to spruce you up and get away from that boring lighting you get anywhere. And your boring lights. Yeah. You have a favorite cartoon character, anime character, favorite sports team, a favorite farm animal. I just thought of one that that would be cool. They have them all. A light shaped like a dinosaur. That would be cool. Yeah. That's cute. Right? Is it because you looked at my book? Because I saw the dinosaur in your book. So... Also, these lights come with a 12-year energy-efficient safe-to-leave-on bulb, a 12-foot cord, a hardware kit to hang the light. You can put them in an easy-up at a festival. Summer's coming. Festival season. You know what I'm saying? Or you can just hang them in your house, and then your house isn't boring. Also, you want to make sure to get that upgrade. That's right. They have the color-changing bulb, and then they also can upgrade not just once but twice. You can get the Bluetooth bulb that'll flash to the music or whatever you want to set it to. So check this out. You're going to order this light that's going to make your lighting in your house not boring when the sun goes down. And then you're going to get 25% off when you put in the promo code NSR at electricfishlights.com. So go over there. Don't be boring. Get yourself enlightened and check it out. Shop Tour Bus. Yeah. Is our longest standing (laughs) sponsor. Yes, they are. We love them here at NSR. And a lot of our listeners love them too. Why? Because they've got the dopest Grateful Dead inspired merch on the virtual lot. If you're listening to the commercials right now, you're noticing a trend. 
What's right? the trend? Trend is Grateful Dead and really dope shit. Yeah. Yeah. So That's a great trend. It is a great trend. I'm, I love them so much. I'm wearing my Let It Grow shirt right now. And these are not just your boring old regular shirts. Mm-mm. Just like, the, you know, these are like kind of like a cryptic message kind of Check kind of like out. a puzzle there is no other shirts in your closet right now that you can put together to make a set list well maybe maybe a few of you fish heads out there have some song name shirts but these shirts you could actually like order a few of them and then put them in a set list and wear them during the week and it's a wearable set list look at that that's fun that's true yeah never thought of that and you? you know no, what valentine's day is coming up so Order your shirts before the 2nd of February to ensure your package comes this before. Is a, this is after the 2nd today. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah. Too late. You're too late, but it's too okay. Late. But it's, you can still order a late Valentine's present. And here's yeah. here's the deal. This is, you're not just getting a present that's a shirt. They're getting a hand-designed box with a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside. It's a keepsake. You're getting all kinds of extras in there. And some of you people are going to get a Grateful Dead real live cassette. You guys know what a cassette is, right? Bootleg. A bootleg from the Grateful Dead family that's been traded around for generation after generation and now it's yours and you get to do with it what you want. So go to shoptourbus.com and put in the promo code NOSIMPLEROAD, all one word when you're checking out. You're going to get free shipping and you know, you can have a set list in your closet. Check that out. That's pretty freaking cool. I don't know about anything else like that. I'm going to form my set list this week. All right, Do it. I got a set list to add to that. What? I don't know. As members of the live music community, one thing we all have in common is we love to adorn our walls with beautiful art that speaks to the music that we love and the things that we like to do. Yeah, we do. Yep. And Finn and Wheel is one of those amazing purveyors of beautiful artwork that can adorn your walls. Yeah. If you want some artwork that is inspired by the outdoors by the love of the grateful dead by classic cars and the pacific northwest all that go check out finnandwheel.com they are a new sponsor of no simple road thanks finn and wheel and like i said it's some beautiful artwork man and they're hooking the no simple road family up with 10 percent off so when you check out put in the promo code nsr and they are going to give you 10 percent off and they are also going to throw in some free stickers for you so you know it's nothing to shake a stick at. I don't know why you'd be shaking sticks. You're listening to a podcast. Yeah. You shouldn't be doing that. Yeah, don't shake time. a stick. No. Just go over there and order you some dope prints and get them on your wall. There you go. Finnandwheel.com. Hey, everyone. Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast, Inside the Musician's Brain, is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, 
former members of the band, the Milk Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspy, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp, happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available, and spots are extremely limited, so visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. totally ready hey now no simple road family this is aaron and mel and apple and do we have and darwin cool this week for you what the return of mojo hand mojo hand thanks for coming back on you guys yeah you know one of my favorite things about doing no simple road is finding new music and it finding um up and coming and younger bands that like I can't believe they're as talented as they are. And this is definitely one of those times that that happened. Talented and totally sweet. Yeah. It, you can just. I think I got one of those cavities or something. Because they're so sweet. Because <laughs> they're so sweet. <laughs> wow. I was like, wait, what? Oh, uh, yeah, I, it I took get me a it. second too. Oh, yeah, Mel. Like, you know, it, these guys, the first time we had them on, gosh. Before the pandemic. Yeah, it was a few years ago. And what really blew me away with them was the community that they have yeah. gathered around them. And it's it's something special, man. It reminds me of the grassroots community that the Grateful Dead must have had around them. You know, what I imagine that was like back in the like early in 65. You know, it's nice to see a young new group establish their own following. like. Of course, there's young people that like, you know, still like attach themselves to the Grateful Dead and it's new for them. But what I mean is like a brand new band that has a following. That's awesome. Yeah, it's their own, and it's their own trip. They're not riding the coattails of the dead or fish or anybody like that. They're thing. doing their yeah, own they created thing. their own festival and everything. Mm-hmm. And Mojo Fest. And I think, yeah, John B and Amy went to Mojo Fest and they said it was hopping, man. They said it was popping off. So. If you ever get the chance, go check out Mojo Fest. And uh, these guys are playing where? Apple, the bitter end? Yeah, the bitter end on February 12th. So if you want to check them out, on calendar. check them out on um, on Instagram. Just, you know, search Mojo Hand and follow, give them a follow. And then you can keep track of where they're going to be playing and what they're going to be doing. And uh, we had a great talk with these guys yeah, about creating music and 
the world that we're living in and all the good stuff that's going on right now. But Yeah, and we did this one right on the heels of their new album that came out on October 28th, 2021 called Songbook. We talked to him not too long after the release, and you got to go over and check that out. For sure. Um, you, I wish I hadn't have told all of you that th- these are younger cats because you wouldn't know it by hearing the music. This is, so, I mean... Sounds like a group of dudes that have been playing together for years and years and years and years. I think you got to get over that, babe. What? Get over what? Get over thinking that just because people are young that they can't have that same kind of groove. I'm definitely over it. That's why we had them on. (laughs) You know what I mean? I just mean thinking like that because we've, them, um, and there's been a few other bands that I can't mention right now for no good reason. Dogs in a pile? (laughs) Yep. Okay, there it is. But they just are amazing. And yeah, but maybe it, they've been together a year or like like Jasper just turned 21 in this band. Mm-hmm. So they're doing their thing. Young, look at Lone Tree. That's another one. It's just, it's amazing to me that a young band like that can have this cohesive sound of a band that's been together for years is what I mean. Like you hear... Some of these cats that have been, you know, that playing together for years and years, there's a certain sound to it. There's a cohesiveness. Is it to like, it. yeah, yeah. It, well, no, it, it'd, be, it'd be more than one of those. But yes, that's what I mean. There's a cohesiveness to it, and when you hear younger guys play more often than not, it doesn't sound like that. And it that is turning out to be the exception and not the rule now. So. These guys are amazing, and I'm super excited for all of you to hear this. I think Guitar Hero is dope. <laughs> that you're attributing all this new great music and these young guys that can really play their well, asses off to Guitar Hero? Not necessarily, but I'm, I still think it, d- it deserves a shout out. Daniel Donato hey, made it, you both I believe was say it's it, it. Yeah, and I think it is an influence. It's you know, definitely. One, one thing else I love about Mojo Hand is they got strong hair game. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> Mel. You got you got hair twins in this band. I love them. Yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, go go give them a follow. Listen to their music. Download it. Buy it. Follow them. Go see them play. You're gonna be delightfully surprised. Um, and we're gonna get you to the interview here in a second. But we're gonna do the business first. And oh, I almost forgot. Doing the business. Do not stop the podcast when the interview's over because you know what there's a whole bunch more to do we're gonna hang out with you guys so hang out after the interview to stay with us and catch up and hear our goings on yeah we blabber and listen to darwin fart and snore and do all the stuff that That does happen does so anyway follow us on all the social media platforms at no simple road go to www.nosimpleroad.com and then go to the merch tab yeah well, there's a couple of things that I want you to do. When you go to nosimpleroad.com, there's a couple of things. First is the merch tab. That's right. Get a cool hoodie. I My favorite thing that we have is a crew neck sweatshirt. Yep. You favorite thing. Get those up there. Also, if you scroll down just a little bit, you'll see the calendar of events that's on nosimpleroad.com. That's right. And one of the events that's coming up is Skull and Roses Fest in Ventura, California at the amazing Ventura County Raceway. Come on it's a out. Hallowed Grateful Dead ground where the dead played some incredibly stellar shows back in the day. The um energy and vibration of those notes that were played still reverberate in the silica that is in the ground there. So when you actually go on site at the Ventura County Raceway, you are standing in the sonic vibrations that Jerry left behind all those years ago. 
You want to know wow. another thing that's really, you said that beautifully, babe, but another thing, I've never been to a Grateful Dead concert where Jerry played um, or like that old school, but being in those grounds and being at that festival a few years back, I felt like I was, I, I had been, it, you know, one of those old Grateful Dead books with the photographs and mm-hmm. things. It felt like that. It felt so authentic. It felt like a, almost like going back in time and being part of that old way of being in a concert. And yeah. so, and, and it was, it's it all really like was. we talked about that. You felt it yourself. I did. Because that was, not, I mean, not only that venue, but I mean, right there, you can walk out to the, you can be sitting on the beach in Ventura still hearing the music and everything like a hundred yards away. It is just, it, it's just beautiful. And then you have the backdrop of the, of the mountains and it's, it's amazing down there. So check out this lineup. I mean, I'm not going to read you the whole thing, but I'm going to give you the highlights. Phil Lesh and friends, dark star orchestra, O'Teal and friends, Melvin Seals and Jerry Garcia band, Keller Williams and grateful grass featuring the Hillbenders, Jackie green circles around the sun, Stu Allen and Mars hotel, pink talking fish, I'm big Steve, the Higgs. I there. It's a veritable cornucopia of grateful <laughs> dead. All the cool goodness. Goodness. Yeah, just go to their website or go to nosimpleroad.com. Click on the banner that's there, or the graphic, or the I have a ticketing link there too. So yeah, get your tickets from our website. And um, you know that's good stuff, man. And we're going to be there podcasting. We can get to hang out together. That would be super fun. I can't remember the dates, so I'm trying to pull those dates, pull up. them up, and it's taking too long. Well, so it's I'm in April. Up April something through the something. Help me out here, guys. That's a, you, You're well, already pulling yeah, up, gonna baby. You're going to be have, there faster yeah. than we are. Bear with us. Aaron's looking for numbers uh, to read to you. April 7th through the 10th. There it is. Thursday through Sunday, April 7th through the 10th, 2022. Coming up fast. It's going to be here before we know it. So get your tickets and come hang out with No Simple Road. Another thing that you want to do when you go to www.nosimpleroad.com is go to patreon.com from there. Follow you, our link. You can do that. It's down at the bottom of the page. It says Very support bottom. us down at the bottom on support Patreon. Support us. So Patreon is how we pay the bills around here. Um, everything costs money. You guys know how it works. When you walk into the store and you buy bread, you're buying bread. Do not just grab the bread and walk out. Cause then they'll tackle you and call the cops. Well, it works like that with podcasting too, where we There's have no to, tackling. No, they're, they're not going to tackle us and call the cops, but we don't get to put these <laughs> shows out if we don't pay for our hosting and all the other stuff that we do talking to these microphones and blah, blah, blah. You know how it works. So a buck goes a long way around here. If all of you guys so gave us 20. a buck, we would not have to work day jobs anymore. And we could do this and just entertain the pants off you all the time. So Go to patreon.com. That's, that's, that's how I just got excited when you said that. Man, I lost my breath. You almost lost your pants, yeah, too. talk your pants off. Patreon.com forward slash no simple road. No simple road. Also, another thing that you can do if you want to be super cool and hip. and Would like, you want to be? Yeah, Of course you, you want to be super cool and hip. What do, what do they do, do to be super cool and hip? They can just go on to leave a five-star review on Apple Reviews. Apple Podcasts on the app. Go and in there. Search for no simple road. And then we never talk about Stitcher. What about Stitcher? We like, is there a like review thing on Stitcher or Spotify? I I think there is on Stitcher. I know that like maybe one 
fiftieth of our listeners listen on okay. Stitcher. So I don't know why I picked on Stitcher. Yeah, well, if you're on Stitcher and you can sure. leave yeah. us a review, make sure and do it. One, be cool. But Apple Podcasts is is, uh, is the like it's the, the heavy bit. hitter. It's the you know the Super Bowl of podcasts, so to speak. Get it because Super Bowl weekend. Yeah. Um. But yeah, if you go on there and leave us a review, that would be super tight, kind, and sweet of you. It would be. Yeah. Thank you. It'll make us very advance. happy. Big smiles over here. Like and like I said earlier, don't don't hang up the phone when uh when the interview's over. Just uh hang out because we're gonna do stuff. We're gonna talk. You're gonna stuff. really enjoy it. So yeah. yeah, there's more after the interview. And so hang in there. So. Anyway, let's do this. Let's get to the interview. Without further ado, the No Simple Road Crew gives you Mojo Hand. Yeah, congratulations. Thank you. We've been trying to keep as busy as possible, you know. 
um, you know what? Before before we go get, any further, get, go any further. Why don't you to introduce mm-hmm. yourselves to everybody that's listening? Uh, so we are half of Mojo Hand. I'm Elijah. I sing and play guitar. I'm Jasper. I'm the drummer of oh. Mojo Hand. Right on, Jasper. Love your name. Mm-hmm. Oh, thanks a lot, man. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, yeah, you guys, um, well, how long ago was it that we talked? It was a couple of years, yeah? I think it was, I think it was summer, the summer of 2020. Ooh, okay. So I guess like a year and a half now. That's right, because you were getting ready to do Mojo Fest at the time, and things were still super fucking weird, right? Yeah, we still didn't even know if we were going to be able to do Mojo Fest, but we we made it happen. Yeah. So there's been two Mojo Fests since the last time. Oh wow! So you guys just released your full first full length album, right? Yep. So yeah, very many, exciting stuff. How many tracks? Was it nine? Nine songs. Yeah, okay. Yeah, all brand new material. So how how's it feel to finally have the baby born? I mean, it's cool. It it feels weird because you know you work on something for so long, and and like we've been playing these songs for a while now, but now they're finally out. Like they don't feel new to us, but we know they're new to the world. So it's it's weird and cool and and special to watch everyone just react to them for the first time, and it's a cool experience. It's really cool. Did I see that you guys just played? New York City? Yeah, it was album release. Yeah, we had our, our album release show last night at the Bitter End in uh, in Greenwich Village. How was that, man? It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, it went, it went really well. It was lots of fun. Jasper, why was it awesome? What was you, like, jumped right in there? What was, what was it about it for you? Well, I mean, we, we play a lot of shows, like, around, like, other states, Pennsylvania, New Jersey, and, and all that stuff. But we know a lot of people in New York, and we haven't played New York City since before before covid and so like it was a big coagulation of lots of people that we know from different scenes and different little pockets of culture all coming together and you know a lot of people came which is always just immensely satisfying (laughs) when you play in new york city yeah showing the support and the love totally man you know the first time we spoke to you guys like the thing that grabbed me about you was a video that I saw of I don't know if it was the first Mojo Fest or not but a Mojo Fest and the community that is around you guys and you could feel the love coming through the screen from Instagram from that thing and that's what made me reach out to you in the first place and uh, I'm curious like you know in since 2020 to now how do you guys feel like the the scene has grown for you and and your community. Um, I mean, that first Mojo Fest we had like right after the since the pandemic that we had right after talking to you guys last time. It really felt special and it was just great even though we were still, you know, all had to stand far apart and wear masks and everything like it was still just so great to have everyone together and it was like I think it was before a lot of bands started doing anything. So mm-hmm. it was like for some people, the first thing they did for months. And so it was, it was real special and, mm-hmm. and just, it, it really hammered home. Like 
the whole thing about about just the community and and what it means to everybody. It, it was really cool. Yeah, I mean, one of the one of my favorite parts of Mojo Fest is kind of similar to what I was saying about the New York City show. Is like you get you invite bands that you know through lots of different ways, and like all their fans come from different places, and you're all in the in the same like grassy grassy field for eight hours together. Like, there's a lot of new friendships that are born, and like you know, you introduce bands to each other who then will go up and set up shows of their own, and like you meet new people where you can go play like in their state or their college and that type of stuff. So like. I, it's one of the big things about Mojo Fest for me. It's like kind of like sets up a lot of new connections for the next year or so to like meet new people and, and new fans and new music and all that. Yeah, I mean, just in general, since since that the the Mojo Fest during the summer of 2020, we've met so many new people and so many new bands, and the community just seems to be getting stronger and stronger, which is just. Pretty, pretty fulfilling and cool. Well, congratulations right. to, to you all for like keeping that going because networking is a huge part of live music. And if when that wasn't there, it was sad. Yeah, <laughs> it was boys. really sad. Like yeah. there's nothing like listening to music anyway, like headphones in your car, whatever. But live music I really feel like it's its own animal, you know, you can have like a dog and a cat and then there's like live music, you know, <laughs> it's a be- dragon. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's its own thing. And for you to be receiving that love and, you know, spreading it at the same time, right on, because yeah. this is, I feel like if there was like a timeline in life, it would be right now is when we need that. Fuck, yeah. <laughs> right. Specifically now. So thank you guys for, like keep going because you know s- some bands didn't make it through um through covid mm-hmm. you know yeah. and not I mean, not any shame we, on that we, i mean it, it was hard for everyone but and and we you know it was hard but we just we there was no other option we just had to keep going and find a way to keep going because we just got it like we don't have another option you know now that we're starting to get over the main part of COVID, it seems, is like, as we're doing more and more shows, I think people are more, like, social and receptive to that networking thing than ever before. Like, right now, I mean, ever since 2021 began, I feel like the shows we're playing, people are only more, like, excited to meet us and, like, dance and scream and yell and, like, with just a real enthusiasm after, you know, taking live music for granted all of 2019. Like now that we have it back, I think people are really getting their passions back. And we and we feel the same way as the crowds do. Like it's just so great to be able to do it again, and even just to go to shows again. Like tell me about that. That's where we're at, man. We didn't. We I mean, we all knew during you know we knew we were missing it, but we didn't know how much until we dove back in. And like you said, everybody were so everybody was so thirsty for it and appreciates it so much more. I, I mean, since we've started going to shows, it has blown my mind. It, it, we were really excited to see the people probably like you guys that you already knew that you didn't get to see in a while. Yeah. But one of the most important things is meeting new people at every show and growing it and growing it. And it's blown our minds being back out there and getting to meet more listeners and everything. And to see like you guys on the road, like everybody it, it's full force again. And it's even more beautiful than it was before. And to, and to be coming back out with an entire album's worth of new music, too. That I mean, I don't know. It, 
in the midst of the lockdown, there were times, at least for me, man, that like, I really didn't, I doubted if live music was ever coming back because we didn't know how things were going to turn out. And we're just like, I was just like locked in my fucking house, dude. Like that's all I knew. And to have it back and, and I don't know, we just did what, eight, eight fish shows in two months. And like we bunch of bluegrass shows and all kinds of stuff. And I don't know, I can't get enough. So I can, I can only imagine for you guys playing and then having this new music that you want to share with everybody, it's got to feel doubly so. Like, let's go. Let's get it. Let's get it on. Let's pedal do to it. the metal. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. For sure. Like, I mean, so we, we started, the first show we did back was, was Mojo Fest 4, which was in the summer of 2020. And we wanted to fit in as many, like, socially distanced outdoor shows that we could but we knew it was going to get cold again and then shows were going to kind of go away again. Mm-hmm. So when that started to happen, we were just talking about like, all right, we're all going to be together this winter. So it's like, how are we going to make the most of it? And I'd been writing a whole lot and we just said, you know what, let's get into the, into the band room and just rehearse these new songs and let's write them and, and get them done. And then we headed into the studio and, the rest is history. The rest you know? is history. Yeah. <laughs> Elijah, where'd you pull your inspiration? You said you've been writing a lot. Where, you know, was it a lot I during? Mean, I, I think I definitely, I think we would have had an album out by now if COVID never happened. I just don't know if it would have been these songs. And I think, oh. I wouldn't say it's like an album about COVID by any stretch of the imagination, but like we were all in the same headspace, you know, mm-hmm. relatively. Yep. And so, I was definitely pulling from a lot of the feelings I'm sure a lot of people were feeling at the time, like just like what the fuck is going on? Like this is crazy. Like yes. why is this happening? And, yes. That's why the Y O Y stands out to me. I love the whole album, but Y O Y just kind of yeah grabbed me. For sure, that was one that I was just like literally asking. Those were questions I was asking. And yeah. I was just thinking about them without even considering them a song or that it could be a song. And then so one day while trying to write that one kind of came out and I remember just immediately being like sending it to the band and being like, I think I just got something. What do you guys think? Mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. I, that, that one is pretty special to me. I, I don't know. I, I It's weird to listen to songwriters. I like talk about it, but like it sometimes you really don't know where you come up with these ideas it's kind of spooky (laughs) that and i think the best songs at least the ones that like hit hardest for me are the ones that are born out of discomfort and you know and that that right there i mean the question that you're asking you're only asking that if you're not comfortable where you're at, man, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And yeah, for sure. That was written like probably in April of 2020. So it was like right at the beginning of all this. That was asking the same fucking question. Obviously we're still in it and we don't have the answers, but I I'm happy that I'm not in that same exact place where I was (laughs) considering those questions. So like, so abruptly Mm -hmm. yeah so elijah 
how old are you? I'm 21. And and the other guys in the band are how old? Uh, Jasper, you're 21, right? And then uh, Joe is 21. Ian is 23. Wow. So young guys. <laughs> I'm dumbfounded. I cannot. Yeah. Wow. What? So earlier, <laughs> well, <laughs> based on that, based on your ages, you were saying there was no other alternative, you know, like there's, there's nothing else, but this is the beginning of your life. There's so many alternatives. You can go to college, you can get married, you can, you know, move out of the country. You can, I mean, there's so many things. Why there was no other alternative. I would, I love to hear why. Why oh why? I mean, <laughs> I I feel like I feel like music is something that I care about, and I know the rest of the band cares about like a lot. And playing music, we feel the same thing. It's like it's everything. So you do make we do make lots of sacrifices, but to to pursue this so passionately and seriously. But like, it's almost our like. There's a lot of things we could be doing instead, but this I I view it almost like it's our key into those other things like traveling and and new experiences and stuff like that. Like to me, music feels like a way that like our way into that. It's your path. Yeah, as as people in an age group where tons and tons of our peers have no idea what they want to do with their life or with their time or whatever it is, the fact that we've been able to find something like this that just makes us you know so happy to put it real simply like it not that we don't want to try other things but like if you find find something that makes you feel this good like it feels impossible to think of a reason not to do it all the time or at least as much as you can yeah Yeah, so it's hard not to dedicate because i would say i mean of course you, you said sacrifices but if you're on the path that's just the price of admission Admission. yeah you know and the fact that you're you're so right jasper by saying that like there's so many people 21 20 19 all those early 20s you don't freaking know what you yeah you don't know what 40s (laughs) you don't know what you want to do with your life and and how fortunate for i think about this a lot with bands not just like a single musician but with bands how all of you have found each other at the exact time that you have the energy to want to do the same thing in the same direction. Do you really, I mean, I, I, I'm sure that you've thought about that, but that's a huge, um, that's a big deal in, in all these people's lives in the whole world, you all have the, you're the same age. So that's very unique, you know, around the same age in the same area, playing the same or interested in the same type of music. I'm sure you've had all different kinds of, you know, backgrounds and, you know, ways that you got to where you're at, but it's so special. What, like the fact that you are where you're at with each other and that I just like to celebrate and announce honestly, because with bands, like if you were a solo artist, it's easy to, yeah, I'm passionate. I'm going my way. Cool. But there's four of you that had four different trajectories and now you're on the same one. That's a big deal. Yeah, it's something like, I mean, we know tons of musicians who, like, they have a passion for music, but it's a whole different animal to actually find, like, a group that can practice every week and can all travel together and, like, 
not hate each other after you know being <laughs> on the road for a couple of days straight. Like all the musical talent aside, that's like a whole talent in and of itself. That like it's easy to forget, but like it's, we're so lucky to have compatible personalities and life trajectories, not even just musical taste. Yeah. yeah. So how do you guys? Pretty impossible that it even happened. How, how do you manage that? Those those differences and those. You know, I can practice today. I can't practice. Like, how do you manage the inner workings of the band aside from the music? I mean, I think it's it's definitely it. There's you know, it's like any relationship that anyone would have. Like, there's there's disagreements and stuff, but since we're all aiming for the same thing and we all trust each other, at the end of the day, it's kind of easier in a sense because we're just all aiming for the same direction and all moving in the same direction yeah yeah i mean it sounds like a cop-out but just since we've all kind of agreed to have the band be our first priority pretty much no matter what like it takes a lot of the harder decision making out of the process if it was like one of like a lot of different projects we were trying to do or you know maybe a more casual band that we still wanted to play in schedule would be a lot harder but since we've all just committed to like a lifelong goal it it makes it a lot easier actually so so we're not dealing with like like with us you guys aren't dealing with day jobs right not me and jasper are in school right now we go to the new school ian's got a job ian ian has a job he works for my dad and joe is in is in school right now too okay Okay. so is this music school or school for something else we're in music school. We go to the new school. It's the school of jazz at the new school. Oh, in New York okay. City. right on. Okay. Yeah. So I, I have a, I don't know. I, I don't like to compare like when we're talking to an artist, I don't, I don't like to say when I listen to you, I think of this, that, or the other thing. Like, and I do that too much. Apple does it all the time. <laughs> it's like we're comparing people. Sometimes they don't like yeah. it, but it, a compliment but i'm i'm curious man like elijah there's uh, and i'm not going to say it but there's a couple of artists that really remind me of you or you remind me of them um i'm just curious like your influences growing up and and like the music that's really part of your dna what is it man well i mean when i first got into music it was a lot of like more alternative music and punk music. Mm-hmm. But I was also into classic rock. And then I got into the dead. And then that's kind of what like spiraled my tastes towards what, what it is now, which I like a lot of like old singer-songwriters and country guys. Like I love John Prine and Towns Van Zandt and uh, Guy Clark. And... I also love Tom Petty and Jackson Brown and and so it's like but and at the same time you know like you guys are saying like it's it's about how do you take all those influences and fuse it into something that people haven't heard before yes. right yes. You know? yeah I, yeah there's a a couple of artists that we've spoken to that were like I stopped listening to other guitar players that I really loved because I didn't mm-hmm. want to sound derivative I wanted to explore yeah. my own shit and and develop my own style, and uh, I've definitely I've definitely felt like that about my guitar playing and and tried to stray away from some of my favorites like 
Trey and Jerry, like they're my absolute favorites. Right. Like, but sometimes, like at the end of the day, if if you listen to only Trey and Jerry, it's hard to sound like anyone else because they're just mm. such powerful players. You well, know? yeah, and it gets it gets fused into your musical memory in your head. So you know, like when you guys are jamming, you're relying on muscle memory at that point. You're not thinking like, oh, this is going to sound good when I play this note now. You know what I mean? You're relying on, on your muscle memory. <laughs> and when you've sat and listened to Trey all day long, that shit's going to come out. You know what I mean? It's, you're not even a mean to do it. And, yeah, and the phrasing is going to be there. The, the, you know, but the modes is, and all that, it's going to be there. I think about it like this. If everybody here, including us, if I gave all of us a black t-shirt, the same black t-shirt, it's going to fit us all different. And so no matter how yeah. much Trey you listen True. to or Jerry or whoever, it's going to come from your fingers way different with your guys. So different. Mm. So I always think like inspiration from people is fantastic because unless you really truly, truly are a mimic, it's going to be your style regardless of how much, you That's know, true. you've got inside of you. Just, a, yeah, just a I mean, the way I think about it is just like, how do you like rather than thinking about the notes that we that our favorite musicians play that we love just think about like the energy the spirit that they bring to the music and use that to inspire yourself and and like jerry garcia wasn't trying to sound like anyone else really so that's the that's the part of him that's the spirit i try to to be inspired by and 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 take from I don't know. It helps that I think we also intentionally try not to jam too much like Fish or the Dead so that all those influences can shine through without the rest of the band also sounding like the rest of those bands. Yeah. We like got, something we, interesting about Elijah's guitar playing, I think, which is different from a lot of other bands, is like like you'll take solos sometimes. There's a lot of times where he's just making chords or even just sounds or arpeggios and it allows like me and Ian and Joe to play more lead parts. Because he's not just soloing, he's taking up all that sonic space with just like like sound. And so in a way, like you can let more of your influences out because you're not just soloing, you know, only lead guitar like Jerry would do. Mm. And so And yeah. and like I was gonna say, man, that we have plenty of Grateful Dead cover bands. We there's plenty of fish cover bands out there. Yeah. We've got them, and Mojo Hand is not one of them, and that's that's one of the things again that drew me to you guys was I could feel that spirit in there, but it didn't sound like that. It, it, it if, if I didn't know that, you know, you were turned on to the dead, I wouldn't have known if I hadn't spoken to you, but I could feel that thing there. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the rad part of the jam scene, especially, I don't know for me since, 2015 like since fairly well when fairly well happened i don't know man some kind of like something happened some energetic i don't know went down cosmic energy was yeah, thrown out something yeah. happened that like the cork it, popped yeah <laughs> let something loose and this tree that the root of it is the dead and fish it started having all these branches you know and um there's all these beautiful different types of music happening that all have their root and base in that world 
but it's people like you taking it and doing your own thing with it. And it doesn't sound like it, but it, it it's, it's reminiscent. Yeah, yeah. And that's, what's fantastic. It's like the essence of what they're doing. Like what you were just saying, Elijah, about like, you know, the spirit of Garcia, the spirit of Trey, it helps you to release your own spirit in that, in that way, that unfeathered, un, un, unfettered, like just open. And then with whatever you're using, like, think about this. Um, Trey didn't have Trey as an influence. Do you know what I mean by that? Trey had Trey's influences. So not only, this is what I love about young musicians right now. So many of them, like just for example, Billy Strings, he played Seattle and he played Aaron and I's um, wedding song from uh, Pearl Jam. Never in my life would I have ever thought to hear that song the way that he sang it. But the fact that he's this young guy with this amazing spirit and it was one of his songs that he liked, he, again, he didn't, Eddie Vedder didn't have Eddie Vedder as a, Mm. you know, he's taking Eddie Vedder's whoever he loved and his own newness and took that and played Billy String style influenced by Eddie Vedder and, you know, whoever else. And that's what I love is like, these the essence the familiarity of these songs and even if you did do a cover it's not verbatim it's these it's what i love about young musicians right now is that you both of you could my daughter's 26 years old and my son's 19 like that you could be my child i'm not you know trying to put and you know put you guys down in any ways but what i mean is like you guys are bringing this amazing spirit with the things that I grew up in and reconfiguring them. And it's just don't stop. Yeah. <laughs> like for just real, because, you, well, you don't know, like, you know, you said you're on the path now. You're so young. Imagine when you're 30, the new influences that are going to come up and that, or maybe you'll deep dive into stuff that you never even heard of before from the forties and fifties. And now all of a sudden you're bringing all of that with your, you know, alternative with your jam, with your jazz and creating this new, beautiful. Yeah. So that's what I got to say is just keep up that good work because you guys really are killing it with the essence of your influences. Thanks. I mean, it's something that's cool about being a musician now is I think now more than ever, genres are, are broken down. Yes. I was just going to say that. Yeah. People are, are, are cool with not knowing what you are based on what you look like or yes. not knowing where your music comes from. And so it's, it's, it's an interesting time to be a musician because you used to have to be I don't know, maybe marketable to a certain exact demographic. Yes. When now it's, it's just music. It feels more like it's just music, and it's, I I wasn't around before now, but <laughs> I I'd imagine that it feels better this way than it totally it does. Otherwise, well, dude. Well, yeah. I was, I went, well, I was going to say about this whole thread right here. I forget who it was that said it said talked about being a musician is like being a chef. And, and like the, like the genre is going away. The same thing happened with food back in the day. 
it was Italian. It was this, that. Now there's the fusion of all that. And like you guys are the cooks. You're spring, you know, got a little bit of Trey, a little bit of Jerry, and you as a cook don't even know how it's going to come out in the end. And that's the awesome thing about music. You take all your influences, maybe a touch, maybe a pinch more of this, a pinch of that, pull some old shit out and throw a little Johnny Cash, this and that in there. And then in the end, you you don't know what's coming out of the fucking oven half the time. And that's what's so magic about music and this scene, especially with the improv. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's cool because, like, we can listen to the songs that we write and we can listen to the album that we made, but we're not really hearing it how everyone else is hearing it. I mean, everyone else hears it their own way, too. So it's it's cool that it can be its own experience for anyone else taking part in it. Yeah, I mean, especially the live shows, like... I love people will come up and, and say say what we are. We get all different kinds of things. Like like you guys are a country band. Like you guys are like pop rock. People are like you're like playing jazz during the jam sections and even like ambient music. And just like the fact that we can collect all these different classifications, like it feels good. Like to show that we can we can touch on all these different points and still just have people like us as opposed to being like no, you should just stick to this one thing. So if you I know, if, if I had a club and you wanted to play it, you're coming to me. I've never heard of you before. I've never heard your sound. I've never even seen you before. So I can't even like make a, you know, an idea based on what you look like. How do you market yourself to, to this new club? How do you, how, what do you say about yourselves? Hmm. Depends what city the club's in. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I mean, we, 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 we use the word Americana a lot and okay. we talk about improvisation mm-hmm. and I, it's hard cause with us, I feel like we dress a certain way on stage. And yeah. The denim and the cowboy hats, like it's almost like a slate of hands cause the image is cool, but we're not exactly playing like Buck Owens style, like <laughs> real old country, even though there's a lot of that influence. Right. So, so yeah, it's like it, the best thing, like, we, of course, try to get our music in as many years as possible, and, and we have to do the things that, that bands have to do to do that. Right. So sure. You have to have, like, your, your genre, your bio. That's why but I asked, because we were talking about dissolving really that. any substitute for people just hearing it and usually just, I mean, I don't know, people probably either like it or hate it, but, like... <laughs> The people that like it really like it, and they're just like, it seems like a, a new thing to a lot of people. I feel like rock and roll, like we say rock and roll, and it's good because at, in 2021, that's almost kind of like an ironic throwback term. So right? people, yeah. know, people know we're not like Chuck Berry or anything, rock and but roll. it like... It exudes a certain, like, fun and danceability or something well, like that. I yeah. love that you guys have, I mean, you for have sure. on your resume for a young band something that's awesome is having your own... I mean, you have your own following, you know, the, the Mojo Hand fam, and then you have the Mojo Fest, and our buddy, which you, I, you guys communicate on uh, Instagram, Electric Fish Lights, John, he could not say yeah. enough about coming and seeing you guys at Mojo Fest. And, and that, I mean, that helped. We, that was already on our radar, but him being back there in Delaware and going, he was kind of like, yeah, I, I went. <laughs> like, up, yeah, we're yeah, like, we're like yeah, we're like so glad you had fun, man. But damn it, we were, we were supposed to be there too, maybe. But I mean, you guys, for being so young, kind of like we were all saying, man, you you got a hell of a following already, yeah. 
And I mean, not many bands like can say, yes, we have a festival, not like the first annual one coming up. We have this four like six in the bag yeah. and, and more coming. So, I mean, again, congrats on that. Too. You know, you know, Elijah, you, you said something a minute ago, the dissolution of genre, man. And, you know, you said, I, I wasn't around back then. Well, I was, <laughs> and it was, a, it was a trip, man. Like when I, Apple and I were in high school, like there was very clear lines. I was there when I was there too. And, yeah. Mel too. Groups of people like, and what group you hung out with was what kind of music you listened to and how you behave and how you dressed. And I think one of the coolest, like you said, things about where we are today is that you just can't fucking tell anymore. You, you can't, you, you you could see a dude walking down the street with long hair, wearing tie dye and ripped up jeans. And that dude is the baddest freestyle rapper ever. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you have no fucking idea. And that is, I don't know, for an artist, that must be kind of freeing in a way to like not have the restriction of like how my person looks dictating how my art comes out, but just how my art comes out and I am who I am anyway. Yeah. I I always feel like it's really well reflected in like how we can play to all these different audiences because like we played with hardcore punk bands We've played for, like, you know, very rural people in, like, you know, a, a restaurant in the middle of the woods. Like, we played for college fraternities and, like, artsy New York jazz heads. And the great thing is, like, all of them can kind of find a reason to get into it. And even though they're very different reasons, like, the reason they get into it will then lead them into appreciating the rest of the right. music. Like, you know, these New Yorkers, they're really, they'll, they'll hear, like, the out jams and be like, wow, this is, like, super creative, cool music. And then, you know, you draw them into the like the hook and the danceability of the song and vice versa for like, you know, classic rock people. And it's just awesome. Cause I, I feel like I probably wouldn't have been able to do that, you know, 30, 40, 50 years ago in the music industry. No, it's no, like building these bridges. And then like at Mojo Fest, every year at Mojo Fest, you get all these different genres of people coming together and like the cross pollination is just awesome. It's beautiful, man. And that, that, that's what makes the, the community vibrant and alive that right there. It, it's that we're all different, but we find commonality in loving the music. And you guys have the commonality with us because you love the music and you love making it. And so we all find common ground there, regardless of what our backgrounds are, or what, you know, how we grew up or whatever. That's all gone. The thing that matters at the end of the day is the music and the love that we share there. And we start from that place. And I think that's, I mean, it's, this sounds kind of hokey and silly, but it's, I think it's the truth, man. That's, that can actually change the world right there because then you have people from all different walks of life coming together around this common thing. And then we find out that we're not so fucking different. We all kind of really want the same shit at the end of the day. You know what I'm saying? And that's the power of music. Yeah. I mean, you're right. There's nothing, nothing else really has that power. It's like a, not tricking people, but you can almost trick people into like, just realizing that and just, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's what it's all about. So guys, when back, like we're talking about like back when we were in high school a thousand years ago, <laughs> like, 
in order to put out an album, you had to get a record deal, and you know, you, there was very the, there was gatekeepers to the industry, and you had to be marketable, and you had to have a certain look, and blah blah blah. The game is completely fucking different now, thank right? God. Yeah, thank God. Well, <laughs> but people are still growing out of it because we did an interview with uh, I don't know if you two know who Maggie Rose is, but when she started, um, because of her look and her, she was in Nashville automatically they they put her and pushed her into country which wasn't necessarily what she wanted, what she wanted but her sound her look her proximity you kind of get pushed into that and so sometimes right now even though you're not people are working kind of backwards out of that you know what i mean well, like they're they're pushed into something that ba- they may not have wanted and now they're trying to find their own true unique sound. Right. But I'm, I'm curious with you guys putting out the new album, how did it work for you guys? Was this completely DIY or was it, did you have some other way that you did this? Uh, pretty much. So we, we, um, we wrote the songs and well, I, I wrote the songs and then there was a lot of talking about like, cause in, in 2020, at the beginning of 2020, we decided we wanted to release one song a month which obviously got a little bit derailed because of COVID, but I think we ended up releasing like nine songs. Mm-hmm. Pretty darn good. So that was, that was pretty good. And so we were thinking maybe we would do that again in 2021 and, and try to do it for real and, and get 12 singles out. But just something about the songs felt like, like a group of songs. Mm-hmm. And we knew we wanted to, we, we knew we, we've always known, like we want to be a band with lots of albums and, so we just felt like, you know what, maybe it's time to just do the first one. And so we knew we wanted a producer, an outside person who can just provide an opinion that as insiders in the band, we might not be able to see. Mm-hmm. So we just kind of tossed a couple names around and looked around and we ended up uh, sending some demos to this guy named Sean Walsh, who is the singer of a band called the National Reserve. Awesome they're, band. They're so awesome. Uh, and I sent him the songs. And I was like, hey, like I'm, I'm a big fan of your band, and I know you have a studio. Would you be interested in producing the album? And he listened, and he dug the songs. And we basically booked some dates and sent some demos back and forth, and... Then in March of 2021, we headed into the studio for about a week and got the basic tracks. And then between March and, I guess, July, we went back a couple times and tweaked some stuff and added some stuff. And it was really helpful to just, like I said, have someone who's not so close to the music Mm -hmm. just give their thoughts on it and someone who we trust and who we we are fans of right. musically. It yeah. was super cool experience. It, that's the- yeah, I mean, with, uh, with the singles, like all the singles, we worked with an engineer, but they were pretty much like produced and given direction and arrangement just by us. And I mean, I like how they turned out, but I remember feeling, and we were talking about this, like we're going to put out an album with like a statement. It's got to have like a pretty unified aesthetic for right. it to really be like a piece of art. And... I mean, we just felt like we needed someone to give direction that wasn't just us. That, that That's one thing you kind of touched on, and I was going to say this earlier, like that you love this band, National Reserve. You reach out to them. He gets back to you, produces your album. That world didn't really exist as much back in the day either. It's one thing I was going to say, like yeah. when we went to shows, 
there was a very clear line of artist and fan. <clears throat> there was a huge, yeah. much more big security. I mean, it still exists, especially at like, you know, a lot of the pop shows and stuff, but especially in our community, the genre smashing improvisational community, like you guys, we all realize that we're all the same. We're all the same people. We're all the same. You know, we want the same thing. And it's just awesome to, we, we experience it all the time. And I'm sure you do. It's so much easier. And festivals kind of bred that too, of being able to see the artists walking around in the crowd. You could be watching them on stage an hour earlier. You look over and there's, you know, there's Neil Casal standing next to you and yeah. freaking high Sierra. Right. Stuff like that. And, and it, it's just beautiful to see that. Like you reach out to it. It's like, hell yeah. So, you know, now Dude, the, the, we fam, have the family, the family. Yeah. Yeah. It's just amazing to see that because that didn't used to exist as much. There's always been the meet and greet backstage and stuff, but. Or the backstage it, pass. Yeah. The backstage pass, this wow. and that and stuff. But now it, it, that, that's, I just wanted to say, I mean, it's beautiful. That's a great story. You reach out to them and next thing you know, they're producing your album and your oh, friends. Yeah. Wow. You guys are yeah. um, perfectly timed on, on the cusp of, uh, out with the old in with the new you know what i mean like literally you in your music in the industry in how you are you know going about creating your album and that's i mean for for young uh, on the age scale not necessarily spiritually or or musically but age wise for being young that is very like proactive it's very proactive and it's very very adult of you. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, Granny. You're very I mean, adult. To us, I mean, we're just we're we're just trying whatever we can, you know, and then just feeling it out and seeing what feels right to us. And maybe the reason that it's it, it seems from the outside like we're we're doing something new is just because I mean, like you said, it that's kind of like the vibe right now is like mm-hmm. out with the old and with the new, and yes. we feel that too. And so we're just trying to, you know, art express refle- that. Art reflects and you life. You hear every year about how like the old guard and the old ways, especially in the music industry, are just like being done with, and like with labels and YouTube and streaming and all that. Like everything's changing, and so at least the vibe right now in, in our circles and like the musician community is like. Literally try whatever you can think of, and like it might even work. Right, and it wouldn't yeah. have worked even like in 2015 or something that recently, but it can work now. Like the walls are being torn oh, down. Yeah, good. Yeah, it's amazing what can happen. Fuck the walls. <laughs> yeah, man, we're. I'm happy well, to have then, a front seat to that. Mm-hmm. I keep being to mention that, and then it. I mean, for you guys being young, too, I mean that's pretty cool too. That like O'Teal shares the stage with you. Oh yeah, that was awesome. I mean, we uh, we were doing sound for for the Tree of Life like summer concert series that they were doing during the uh, pandemic, and uh, we we talked to them and we're like, hey, when O'Teal comes, you mind if we open? And uh, basically, it ended up we ended up doing it and. It was awesome, and Jasper ended up playing with O'Teal, and oh, wow. it was uh, super cool. You know, dude. It was, I mean, just to be that close to someone who's that good at their instrument, 
Yeah, and that humble and beautiful person. To yeah, man. Be on stage with them is even more mind blowing. Yeah, and he's such a sweet guy. I mean, many people that are awesome at their instruments are not, but like, yeah. you know, being around Otila, you can't help but just be smiling and feeling good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, dude, we owe him a huge debt here. Like, that was the first big name musician we had on the show. Like, I just reached out to uh-huh. him on Instagram and was like, Hey, would you come on our podcast? Like we, I fucking interviewed her and him. (laughs) And he was like, he was like, yeah, here's my number. I was like, okay, now I got to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, but yeah, yeah, such a sweetheart human being, man. And and that's the, that's kind of what Apple was talking about a minute ago. That dissolution between like the fan and, and, the, the rock star you yeah know what i mean that's just like not really a thing nowadays and like i don't know i'm i'm super grateful for that and you know one of the things that we've talked about here on the show quite a bit it's like the way that doing a podcast kind of mirrors a band and in, in that you know kind of the way things work and and how we do the business and and all that stuff but you know like for me, I kind of, I do all the editing and, and the graphic design and booking and all that stuff for the show. And I, it's hard for me, like, to get a sense because I'm on the inside of the thing to, to know where it's at. Right. You know, like the perception of it from the outside. Yeah. And, sure. uh, but I have my own trip about how I feel it's doing. It's, you know, it's, it's kind of like having a kid. Like sometimes, oh, I, yeah. sometimes I'm pissed off at it and sometimes I feel like it's fucking kicking ass and I'm super proud of it. And like, <laughs> and, uh, I, I'm curious with you guys, like, how do you feel it's going right now? Like how, how are you feeling? Uh, I mean, it, I'm, we're feeling good about it. It's, it's, you know, it, I'm, what you're describing is how we feel, you know. Right. And like we were saying before, it's 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 easy because we've decided we're going to do it. Right. So, but we feel all those things, and uh, yeah, I mean, there there are days where we feel like Mojo Head is like guaranteed to be like playing Madison Square Garden in the next five years. <laughs> and there are days where we feel like, oh shit, like we're going to be playing to audiences of five people for the rest of our life. <laughs> but like no matter what, we're still going to be doing it for the rest of our life. You know? Hey, maybe. it is to five people. Maybe it's and both. And I, mean, I also think about like, you know, we're in music school and we're surrounded by a lot of musicians. It's kind of like I was saying earlier. It's like, no matter how, how worried we might be about like the future of the band on any given day, it's much better than having no band to worry about at all. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's something Dang. I really fear. I'm Not keeping really that fear, one. but you know what I mean. Jasper, I'm yeah, going to steal that. that. Good. I'm stealing that. I'm writing that down. I'm going to put that on the wall by my desk. I need to know that all the time. Yeah, thank you. I think we, we all needed to hear that, especially mm-hmm. Aaron was kind of asking the question. That was a great freaking yeah, answer. Yeah, well, fuck, it's hard, dude. It's, it's hard to know, especially when you're emotionally invested in something, when you fucking love it and care about it and you're passionate about it. And it's your thing. Like, it's hard to know to not have an, to have, I'm sorry, let me back up. It's hard to have an objective viewpoint or perspective on the thing because it's yours. You know what I mean? Mm. And, and how the fuck could I possibly know how anybody else feels about something? I barely know how I yeah. feel about shit. Half the time. <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's, it's a trip. And 
especially when you have put your blood, sweat, and tears into something with other people, it's... What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. It can be hard to have that, like, to remember, well, if I didn't have this thing, I'd be really fucking bummed out when it's not going good. You know what I mean? Like, that's for real. That's huge, man. That's huge, Jasper. Thank you, man. No, yeah, it even it even applies on like the micro level to just like you know there are moments where I or Joe or whoever will like after a show will be like, oh, that wasn't our greatest show. Like we were a little sloppy or like you know the audience wasn't receptive. But then we're all we always remember like, hey, we just played a we just played a fucking show. Like there are people out there who wish they could be playing a show right now, and yeah. we just did it. And it is probably way better than we even thought because, you know, we can't see it from the outside. I heard gratitude. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like, the thing is, I, I try to think about it like, even if we arrive at whatever big or small goal that we eventually arrive at, it'll probably feel how it feels right now. So, like, might as well just enjoy, <laughs> learn to enjoy the process of getting... <laughs> getting nowhere or is, somewhere or is there an arrive like I, I so we talk when we talked to reed mathis like mm-hmm. i think uh, out of 200 and whatever episodes that we've done that dude left like the biggest mark on me personally just, on, you just, know just it, on all, on all it was okay. i would say emotional, if, if, if the show was a person it was we re, got tattooed re-left, that day. yes yeah. absolutely and uh we fucking cried yeah Dude. one of the one of the things we were talking about was like and this might sound silly but like a tree a tree is never like okay cool i'm done i made it or like i hate this spot that i'm in i wish i was over there next to that tree you know what I mean? It's just doing its thing, being a tree. And, you know, it's tough when you have goals set for yourself to not um, f- feel like you're not measuring up because you haven't hit that goal yet. Right? Like, yeah, I, I have a certain number of listeners that I'd love for the show to have all the time. And we're not there. And sometimes I'm like down on myself and, and it's like, well, that anybody's fucking listening. You should be grateful, dumbass. You know what I mean? Like that there's yeah. anybody that gives a shit to listen to three of you talk to anybody. You should be really happy. And I think that's the tough part when you're doing something that you love is to have that perspective of gratitude all the time to where, you know what? You could not have this thing and see how things would be. So, yeah, you used to say, yeah. That. He's always saying, I, I wish I had a podcast like like, uh, like uh, carrying the stick kind of thing where like I like there's like the, the you know, the tug of war between this is so awesome. I'm doing anything at all. I remember being a little kid and wishing I was in a band or like having like nothing to do. And now I have something. And then there's there's the other side, which is like, 
Well, you never want to get complacent, like, because you always just want to have bigger and bigger goals and something to look forward to. Mm. And, like, finding that balance is super tough. Because you never want to just sit back and be like, we're good enough. Like, we don't need to get any better. We or did it. Any bigger. I made it. But I'm you also you don't want to be so hard on yourself because, you know, it's crazy we're doing anything at all in this fucking crazy world. Like, it's awesome. Bro, yeah, that is also true. Yeah. The world has lost its fucking mind, dude. But like, not yeah. because we're the world and look at what we're all doing. This is, this is, this is what I think we're, we say, oh, we're living in crazy times or these last couple were hard or whatever. We're so young in the age of the world. We don't know what kind of crazy shit happened before we were here or what's crazy shit's going to happen after we're gone. But that's our crazy shit. Yeah. That that doesn't matter. (laughs) my crazy shit. Well, but what crazy shit is just like shit. Do you know what I mean? It's not crazy. It's not, not crazy. It's is what it is this is what we're all going through collectively and the fact that you two keep bringing it back especially thank you so much jasper for you know these may be little things that we've heard already but people learn through repetition okay that's how you practice right you learn your you write a song and then you gotta fucking learn it how do you learn it by continuously playing it and so these little things that we're talking about and saying yeah, maybe whoever's listening has heard these things before, but when you what? Oh, <laughs> but I couldn't see you. I was sorry, like looking up under no, the but, at you. But by by having the conversation and by talking about it and reiterating these things, you know, like being grateful that we even have something special to care for. That's a huge reminder for all of us to continue in our daily life. Just straight up, yeah, it's 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 a mantra for us too, like. I'm by no means like ascend, ascended Zen Buddhist. You're not? What? Like even me talking to you guys about it right now is like helping me in the future for when I, you know, my, when it falters again and yes. I can just remember it now. Dude. And, and so the, for everyone, not just the listener. Or yes. Whoever. That thing you're talking about of like getting up on stage and you walk off stage, you're like, we fucking blew it tonight. That sucked. Like I, I heard interviews with Garcia saying the same thing. He's like, I, we'd walk off the stage and I'd be yelling and screaming that we were off that night. And I'd go back and listen to the tapes and they'd be crackling with energy. And it's the same thing yeah. with us, man. Like we'll do, we'll have a conversation with somebody and, and inside I'm like, we, we blew it. I didn't ask this, that, or the other thing. And like, you know, we, we had so many opportunities and we just blew it. And then I'll go back and listen to him like, that was fucking fun. Oh yeah. Like I remember my, <laughs> my, my son had asked me, what's the worst one you've ever done? That worst podcast, you know? And immediately I told him, you know, and I went and listened back and I was like, that was far from the worst one <laughs> I've ever, like I, in my, cause you know, like think about like, um, right before this interview, we were having technical difficulties with, you know, Bill Payne. And, and then so that kind of energy comes with you, you know, right into the start of this. So we're kind of like frazzled a little bit and a little worried. But then now we're into the set, right? We're, we're not just starting the set, we're in it. And that feeling is long gone. I kind of even forgot that that even happened. And that's <laughs> yeah. how our life is. Totally. Sometimes we get these like moments of like, oh, I'm going to trip, I'm going to fall, or I, I sound like shit or whatever. And then... The moment you continue to keep doing it, the moment those fe- those feelings, they're long gone. So it's kind of like what you were yeah. saying. The process is where it's at, not the destination. There's no final destination, guys. The only final destination is our grave. That's it. So while Damn. we're here, that while we're here, there's no destination. It's the keep going part. 
Yeah. That reminds me of, I think you told me this, about how, like, Fish has a rule that they don't, like, talk about how well they thought their jams went after the show. It, it reminds me of that, too, because it, it, it would be, we talk about our shows, but you, overdoing it can be a giant problem. Yes. It, it kind of reminds me of that same thing about, like, you're jamming, you're doing it. It's good just because it's happening. And the more you analyze it, the greater chance there is to just ruin it for yourself. Well, think I mean, think about any time you've ever tried meditating. The second you're like, I'm <laughs> doing it, you're done. You're not doing it. Yeah. You're absolutely out of it. So, And back, yeah. med- speaking of meditation, the getting out of meditation and going back into meditation is meditation. Oh, shit. That's what that is. That's what the practice is. It's like, oh, shit, I'm out of it. Oh, shit, I'm getting back into it. That's what it's the constantly going back. Push pull. Yeah. Damn. I feel that way in between songs. Mm. <laughs> like you have to get back into character once the music starts. Even if there's, there's like 10 seconds in between and you're back on earth. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Your feet have Your touched feet the ground for a, second. for a second. Look at Jasper and Elijah over here spitting that knowledge. 21 years old. Killing it. So what's the. Killing it, guys. What's the, what's the next step, guys? What's the. You know, if we're if we're, trucking, if we're trucking down the road, what's the next thing? I mean, play as many shows as we can. Just keep playing shows and do another album, and just Aww. keep keep going in the direction we're going. We need to get Arabia you guys to slowly expand outwards as we hit more and more states until we've covered you know the entire U.S. from coast to coast. Yeah, we need to get you out to Colorado and then out here. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Thank we're excited. We. We want to see the country. We want to Aww. play for people everywhere we can. It's just a matter of time, you yep. know. That's all there is to it. That, that guy, John B., yep. that we were telling you about from Electric Fish Lights, we, Mel and I flew to Hershey to go see fish this summer. And when we were there, I think we were at set break. And he was like, you guys are coming back in five years. Um, I forget what venue he said. He's like, to see Mojo Hand sell it out. For for Mojo Fest, wow, and, uh, yes. so you've got awesome. you've got more than just yourselves pushing. You've got people out there yeah. sending you love and energy like that, man, and that's that's huge. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's the great thing about the internet too. Is like there are people that are big fans of us that live so far away that have no chance to have seen us yet, and so like yeah. it gives us something to look forward to. Like we got we got some people in Canada, down in Atlanta, Georgia. I mean, back in California, where I'm from. So these are all these like future things to look forward to. We have these people waiting for us that have already heard our music, and like we're excited to go and, and meet them in person finally. Yeah, I mean, just because we we send the shirts out when people buy a shirt, I I bring them to the post office. So it's like <laughs> I'm writing on the on the package like London, England, and like yeah, right, crazy shit, and it's just like. Even that there's one person in London, England, listening to anything that's ever come out of my mouth. <laughs> I know the feeling. Yes, yes. Yeah. I do. I'm, I'm that guy here taking shit to the post office. So thanks, yeah. you guys. You really brightened up our evening. Like, I'm proud of you. I'm excited to hear you live. I'm, I'm like, I feel like I got schooled. I feel, I feel all the feels. I really do, and and feels. I'm really appreciative of your time for and, real. And also, when when we put the episodes out, I usually bookend the conversation that we have with a couple of songs. Give me uh, give me one you would like people to hear off 
the new album and I'll pick the other one. What do you think? Here's to hope it's my favorite. All right. I like All that. Right. All right. That's a good one. Okay. I just got to ask too. I'm very curious. I have been the entire interview. Where are you guys at? Like, what is the room that you're in? We are in our, the common area of our dorm. Okay. So that, that is our room, right? Okay. No, yes. yes. And that is our suite mate's room. Okay. All right. That that helps explain yeah. a little. Okay. Wait a minute. <laughs> We're not in those are, so those yeah. are like those are bedrooms back behind you, right? And then you're in like a common area yeah. that's like a, a kitchen area, and you guys share. Yes, yeah, very dirty. Okay. Yeah, okay. Right. You know, it. it's about the size of two prison cells with the wall removed between it. So we're okay. Comfortably here in New York City. That's why it kind of seemed it had an yep. institutional kind of feel to it. So that explains. Yeah, you're, you're not in prison, school. right? Just yeah. blink twice if you need help. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, they put the meals through that. that That's what was. You could get a nice pizza through there. You know, you could do all right. Uh, well, you guys, literally, there's nothing to do but what you're already doing. End of the sentence. That's oh, it. Man. It's it's That's good to hear. It's happening. You're doing it. It's growing. There's love. There's you said it earlier. Trust. You trust each other. There's nothing better than that. If you're gonna be coupled up with somebody, whether it's physical or like what you guys are doing, trust is so huge. And so you just have all the the pearls of wisdom that you need to to take this wherever you want it. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say thank you for thank you for doing what you're doing yeah and i hope you guys know too man that like whenever you come out with another album or you're getting ready to go on tour and you need help just you guys got a home here yeah whatever and, uh, we can just do hit for us you up and let us know man We're, we'll help get the word out thanks so much that that means a lot yeah man we love you guys and just keep killing it and um jasper i love the wiggles shirt yeah <laughs> oh thanks we were we were supposed to be the Wiggles for Halloween, but our show got rained out, so we're saving that costume for a later date. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> that, oh my god, that'll be amazing. Well thanks again, guys. And uh let us know if you need anything and I will hit you up and let you know when this is coming out, okay? Awesome. Thank you so much, guys. Right thanks, Elijah, Jasper. Everyone. Have a good night, you guys. Right. Take care. Peace. Why does one person love the other so much more? Why do we find ourselves these never-ending wars? Why on one fateful day do we realize there ain't much to say? Except why, why, oh why, why, oh why? Why do people we love have to die? Why are birds and bugs the only ones who get to fly? Why does the weeping midnight wind Sound of million-year-old men Crying why, why, oh why, why, oh Why?
hard to say goodbye Why is it so easy to let our feelings hide Until everyone's gone away And you catch yourself about to say Why, oh why, why, oh why, why, oh why Why are we born into this world to run out of time And learn to love the things that we'll leave behind Yeah, we've got to find a way To make it worth our stay By asking why, why, oh why, why, oh why Yeah, we've got to find a way To make it worth our stay By asking why Why, oh, why, why, oh, why? What are you laughing about over there, Giggles? What's so funny? Apple just, has wait, Giggles wait, in his pants. Just, you guys are so funny sometimes. Apple, Apple. You're, you're like, you're like, let's do something. Let's do something else right now. Mel's like, we're doing something right now. Yeah, we, we can do that other thing later. <laughs> we just, we just listened to our interview with dog, or dogs and pile, Mojo Hand. What's wrong with me, man? Mojo hand. Yes. Mojo dogs in a hand. What we get, we were, we were just saying earlier too, though, you guys, dogs in a pile, and Mojo Hand, you guys would be awesome on the same bill. Hell like, oh, yeah. Hell yeah. And those two scenes together. Yes, bringing like those two worlds. It'd yep. be dope. Yeah. We're um, just putting it out there, our dream. So, hey, welcome to the back end of the show. <laughs> hey. <laughs> hey. What's hey. Glad hey. you hung in there, Aaron didn't. Before, like, oh. before we continue, I have we have a word from our sponsor, so check this out. Define Premium Cannabis. Weed. This is where you can come to up here in the Portland area Dope. and get some premium cannabis. Herb. We have two locations, one in the Hillsboro area Hillsborough. and one in Forest Grove. Grove. So if you're up here and you are in need of weed or anything else, make sure to come visit us. Jazz cabin. When you come in, you make sure to mention that you are a listener to No Simple Road because guess what? What? You're going to get a 10% discount Happy and nice. a free t-shirt. Right on. And then on your next visit, because I know you're going to come visit again, you're going to wow. wear that t-shirt. You're going to tell us, hey, I'm back and I'm still a listener of No Simple Road. And you're going to get 15% off your purchase. But And the world, the cannabis world can be very confusing. So we are there to take our time with you, get you sorted out and figure out what is the right medication for you to feel good. Grass. So That's very make, sweet. Oh, thank you. I, I try to be sweet. Well, you know, we haven't talked about this a lot, but it's intimidating. And sometimes you don't know what you need. You maybe don't know that that product is out there and you guys introduce these new products because you're always getting new stuff. So that is sweet. Thanks Flower. for doing well, that. Taking care of our community. That's a good point, like, especially to a first time user. They're not sure what they always come in like, oh, Joe told me to get this. And it's like, well, we got 60 other things like that. What if Joe walked in and said, hey, I'm a listener in No Simple Road. Be like, hey, dude, you get 10% off and a free T-shirt. <laughs> no, uh really? Uh-huh. What if Joe came in the second time wearing that T-shirt? Then you're going to get 10% off plus 5% for wearing that shirt again. Be like for a Joe. a total of 15%. For sure, be like Joe. Yeah, be like Joe. Come and get stoned at Define Premium Cannabis. So there, now you know you need to buy weed. Yep. You didn't already know that. <laughs> Or maybe you're so still you're sitting there stoned and like that was a healthy reminder. Yeah, it's a nice reminder that, that your you stash did. is getting low. And if you're here in Portland, you know, do get, something about get it. Get on yeah. the stick. 
dude. Yeah, so here we are. I'm going to do this in reverse. So, hey, welcome to the back end here. It's Apple and and Aaron. And Mel, <laughs> why do you need to announce me when you can just go? Wow. I'm a little, uh, Aaron I'm cannot a have like curveballs thrown at him. He, no. he can't. Okay. Well, Aaron's doing a little, little, little the, the snuffles. Oh, no, little, sniffle, little, little, head, little head Yeah, congestion. a little sinusy. I think snuffly. it's great. I, I was texting, DMing with Hunter. West Coast Hunter. Oh, okay. And he asked if we went and saw Salmon and, and the Kitchen Dwellers last night. And I was like, no, man, I, I caught the crud at Goose. And, and he was like, oh, no, it's not the thing, is it? And I was like, no, it's actually a, a head cold. And it's kind of nostalgic. And it's nice. <laughs> One of those it's nostalgic good to be things. sick in a different kind yeah, of a way. I Remember really three <laughs> years ago when you got a head cold? <laughs> yes, I, like, I do. It's wow. delightful. This is kind of nice. I don't not, don't have to worry. It's just you I'm know. gonna take some cold medicine yeah. and that'll take care of and it. And a nap and have some tea. Imagine yeah, imagine that. So, that 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 helped you, didn't it? You said last night you got a good night's sleep, took a little cold medicine. I mean, okay, brain. I don't I'm not one to espouse the benefits of over-the-counter cold medicine but <laughs> holy shit man that stuff's amazing and it's strong because like it it, I, it works for this guy here like I, I have done my fair share of drugs in this lifetime and there is plenty of things that i can do a lot of yeah but cold medicine is not one of the them alka-seltzer nighttime both Sends us for a loop. Theraflu does it. I mean, that's that. I remember we used to buy bottles of Robitussin. I know. I'm not talking about that. Do you remember when <laughs> that you're was a different- 18 and you think that you like, you, you can like eat so much, you can keep going for so long. That mentality, it doesn't exist anymore now that you're 50. You can't do anything so much anymore. But, it, but no, here's the you, thing. You, you like, can't. Like, there, no, there's, there's <laughs> I'm pay, just saying. There's consequences you, yes. and repercussions and payoffs. But you got to weigh your gauge. Decisions. What I'm talking about is your gauge is from like when you were younger. This one no, doesn't no, no, exist no. anymore. What I'm talking about is this. Like a, a good example is at, at when we went and saw Goose. Like there, There's plenty of things I can do a lot of. I wouldn't say plenty. Okay, a few things I can do a lot of, <laughs> but over the counter shit is it, I don't I don't know maybe it is because I'm a little older, but that stuff hits me like a ton of bricks, man. But so does CBD and so does THC, so does alcohol, well, so does and like the cold medicine is <laughs> as advertised. It says it'll knock you out yeah. and give you a good night's sleep. It's so meant it is, to do those. It's things. one of those things that works. Yeah, <laughs> like says as advertised. And the dog, the dog has a habit of like. He uh he wakes me up in the middle of the night, and uh, last night he woke me up in the middle of the night, and it was like I don't know like one thirty in the morning, and he wants me to take him outside, and I sat up on the edge of the bed, and the room was going like, whoom whoom whoom, and I was like, holy, I'm fucking high. And it was from taking Z Quill, dude. <laughs> I was like, wow. This is spacey. Far weird, out. I might man. take this shit when we go see Well, that's the like saying, I remember that when we used to get I got rope. carded to buy that Z Quill. Did you? <laughs> yes, I did. I guess for good reason. Mm-hmm. I remember buying the Robitussin DM back when that was about, back dude. in like the 90s mm-hmm. when they found it. It's like we'd buy a bottle and split it because if you drink a half a bottle of DM Robitussin. No, nothing happens. You, you, you get sick you get and throw loaded. up. loaded. Mm-mm. I don't know what you're talking about. Whatever. Yeah. Shit's well, evil. no, for real. They they carded me, and I did not have my ID. And I'm like, I'm, I don't have my ID. And he was like, 
I'll trust you. He's like, it's a shame that they got to put age restrictions on cold medicine. Hey, I want you look, you looking like you do. Like I a, you're going to go out of the parking lot and shoot up z I, I, I think I was like buying like cold medicine and flowers that day or something like that. You're standing there like itchy and everything. And they come on, man, give me my z What The, the thoughts fuck? and opinions on No Simple Road do not necessarily reflect the thoughts and opinions on No Simple Road. Nobody here is a medical professional and we are not giving medical advice. We do not do that. Yeah, I don't do that shit. Darwin doesn't condone we give dumb stories many of the things about, we do. Yeah, we give dumb stories about our own made they up called made it, up accounts they called it <laughs> robo tripping that's robo what it was tripping. called robo tripping so you were 80s. robo tripping last night in the 80s no last night i was equal tripping that's but but point point is man, <laughs> yeah back, we get we digress back, back to the point <laughs> yes. of the story i got a cold ta-da ta-da <laughs> so excited and i got a good night's sleep so i don't know that's good yeah in the grand scheme of things that's good it is it, you know look Talking about getting older, there are certain things as you get older that become more and more important. Taking a good shit, that's a huge yes thing. <laughs> if, if that ain't right, the day ain't right. And getting a good night's sleep. I used to pride myself on the fact that I didn't have to have a good night's sleep to continue as a human being on planet Earth. <laughs> and and now that I'm older, it's the exact opposite. I prided myself. I only slept two hours yep. last night, and I'm ready yeah. to go. No, I don't need to. I used to. Fuck I, you guys. I used to say like before we were married, like I'll fucking sleep when I'm dead. I don't care. I'll let's keep going, man. Like who needs to sleep? Why are you sleeping? You're wasting time. Only sissies sleep. Yep. No, I'm like no. I only met you when you love sleep, so I don't know that, Aaron. I know. <laughs> that is a, who are you speaking about <laughs> you, you, met, you, you met Prince Valium I sure nap did time. I he, sure he was did. the spokesperson he was like nap time written by nap Aaron. time is any time fucking <laughs> <laughs> naps rule dude what are you talking about they do, they do rule and those are more important too as you get older nice little nap in I, the afternoon I saw a meme today that said nobody told me nobody told us that when we get older taking naps would be more important than having fun <laughs> oh, that, oh my god that is so true yeah that, i've i've uh foregone fun for a nap plenty of times yesterday yeah yeah, yeah exactly it's a perfect example well yesterday was a a, a different thing first of all i don't want to go give everybody my head cold second like you said like i felt like i had to go because i wanted to go does that make, but I was yeah, not see, feeling well. We're coming up into a new time, you know, where like you don't want to miss things again, but not for the same reasons as before. What do you mean? Like before you'd be like, oh, I want to go to that show, but so-and-so's playing this night and we can't go or, you know, whatever. Now it's like you don't want to miss the show because you don't know if it's going to be back. Be happening again. Yeah, yeah. So you're like, I want to go True. right now. God only knows. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of change in the air. Oh, yes. Right now. I don't know. Like, it's, I wonder. That's one of the things I wonder about the show, too. Like, the, the currents of, like, themes of life that we're experiencing. Because we all seem to experience them together because we live together and whatever. Yeah. Do a lot of the same things yeah. together. Yeah. But the currents of life that we're experiencing, I wonder if the people that listen to the show are experiencing the same currents. Like, the same themes. I would say, yeah, we've had people write into the show that would say maybe not every single thing, but like, yeah, 
you know, the sickness, the fear, the, you know, career stuff, the just not knowing what to do with yourself. I think we all go through that. Right. But like, and we definitely get feedback. I mean, look at all of our close friends are all listeners. mm -hmm. They're definitely, we all share a lot of the same things. Yeah. Yeah, Like a couple of weeks ago, everybody we knew was like kind of having problems at work and having a really hard time. Yeah, That was a, and I know we talked about that on the show and that's something like one of those falling asleep at night thoughts that go through my head like i wonder if the people that listen to this show are vibing with the shit that we're vibing with at the same time like if well, that's like we're, we're all riding the same wave and maybe if they're not when they hear us talk about it then maybe they do go on that vibe oh that's true you know yeah hey yeah it we, doesn't have to necessarily be in the forefront of your thinking to be like oh shit you know yeah. what wow huh. day, like sparks it like oh shit i was feeling like that too but it passed you know it like I was saying there, but now I remember. Yeah. Now I remember. And, and I remember what I was back, saying too. And now I don't feel so bad about it. <laughs> yeah. I, there's a lot of change in the air, man. It feels it's fake spring right now. It's, um, uh huh. The frog, the frogs start. Did you hear the other night? The frogs started mm-hmm. the other I did night. Not hear the frogs. Now they're quiet again. This happened last off. year. I'm going to be that old guy that talks about weather. The almanac. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's gonna say. He's like, Oh, he's great. Now the farmer's almanac, yeah, but, it happened Which is last really year cool. too around this time that like it's still winter and then like for like a week it was like spring and then yeah. winter comes back. So it's like fake spring right now. Yeah. A little false, falsy, like false start. But uh, it, it's, there's a certain smell that comes in the air in this part of the country anyway, up in the Pacific Northwest that like the only way that I can really like describe it so that you can understand is it smells green. Like whatever the color green you imagine that smells like, that's what it smells like outside. Like it's rained a whole bunch. It's not wet anymore. And the sun came out and everything that's alive is giving off. Its that's fragrance. what I was going to say that it smells like life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It started the other day. There's a bit, a little bit of pollen on our cars at work the other day. The daffodil Mel pointed mm-hmm. out the daffodils are popping up on the side of the highways. That's how you know spring is coming up here. Yeah. So, and Dave taught me that when we first moved up here. He's like, dude, when you see the daffodils in, in Oregon, you know spring is coming. But anyway, that smell gives me a certain feeling of like renewal and um, regeneration like that. Yeah. You know, like for any of you that are gardeners that have planted gardens or vegetables or flowers or anything like, you know, you've, you've got like your bed of dirt down and it's all black and you've seeded it and watered it. Right. And it's been like, I don't know, a week and a half and it's still black dirt and there, nothing's popped up. And then you go out one day and there's hundreds of little shoots that have popped up out of the dirt. Like that's poking what it, their that's what it feels like right now. Like everything's kind of like poking its head out, just like getting ready to go. Crawling out of the soil. Yeah. Hibernation. And it's a inside and outside feeling like, and I've been tripping on that lately too, like the um correlation between feelings that i have and then the way that the world expresses that in front of me like it's the macrocosm microcosm thing and it's literal like ex- expressions that you can see if you're paying attention to the way that you feel inside and then look around you in the world around you you see yourself expressed outwardly it's a trip and uh just being up here in the Pacific Northwest really 
puts that in front of your face because everything is so vibrant and alive. Living in the desert, it was hard to connect to that thing for me. Some people have no problem doing that in the desert, but for me, it was really tough. It's hard for me too. Yeah, when in Vegas, we didn't have the sea. That it's very distinct. The seasons up here. I definitely connected with it a little bit in Vegas because I just loved the heat. I really did. Like, I remember that I would just like be in the car with no AC on, <sighs> just stay warm for a minute. And I realized that it was the sun. The sun gave me so much energy, and I can't deny it anymore. I've been now that we've been here for like almost five years, I realized how much energy I received from the sun. I was able to do so much because it was light out, because the sun kind of fueled a lot of that heat and movement in me. Because here, I'm definitely down to relax. Um, yeah. and- <laughs> well, and the sun isn't me. I had that moment. I had the, the smart, the sun changed the way I went about my day to day. I went out there, it was cold right before the sun was coming over our hill, and I'm sitting there having my coffee, just kind of cold. Next thing, here comes the sun, and it was intense. There's something about, like, that, the, that the winter sun is, like, so intense, it seems like, like, more mm-hmm. so. And it, it just, it, it, it was baking me, and it felt good. Got about 20 minutes of that. It was just like, oh, my God, okay, I... I feel good. I yeah. feel better. I need to get up and do something. Sounds amazing. And that that feeling of renewal that I'm talking about has like very much pers- pervaded into the household. And there's a lot of um, internal and external movement and motion in the house. There's, there, there's a lot going on. And um, you know, I don't want to read anybody's mail here on the, but we're all doing stuff. And uh, yeah, we're all preparing for stuff. We're all doing stuff. And I, I would be. Uh, I don't know. It, it it wouldn't be fair if I didn't give partial credit where credit is due. One of the catalysts for the movement that's going on with the three of us right now is the Grateful Dead Tarot that we receive. Um, we're going to have, the, they're going to be guests on the show in a couple of weeks. Uh, we interviewed them a few weeks back. We're going to release the episode in a couple of weeks, but we got our deck and, uh, Cause, back. It, yeah, it causes a shift in the house for me, for myself, for Mel, and for Apple. All of us individually, it did something. Yeah, individually, and now it's coming together. It's kind of incredible <clears throat> because I was thinking about that specifically today, the energy, because um, right before I left for my day, me and you and Apple were talking outside about tarot and stuff like that. And as I was leaving, I was realizing, dang. New Year's Eve, we were entrenched in the tarot. We didn't know anything about the Grateful Dead tarot at that time. We had no idea that it existed. Mm-hmm. We didn't have any schedule to interview the ladies that created it. And then here we are, uh, three months, almost, well, almost, we're two, two months in. And um, it's a huge, huge part of all of our lives right now, not uh, just mine. Well, we did a tarot ritual. We we did, and I'm just um like claiming its benefits right now. Yeah, it's it it did something, and it's also doing something in all of us. And I'm so grateful to it. I'm grateful to the energy of the tarot of those seventy eight cards that just are really so helpful in showing you like bringing you clarity. Well, I I you know this, but I read a lot of fantasy and. You know, like um, the Wheel of Time series and 
you know, Red Rising and and in those books and stuff, like there's always the magician or the the wizard and there's like artifacts and magical items that do stuff. I really feel like these boxes of tarot cards that they created, the the package itself, like it comes in this like this sounds like a commercial and it's not. This is how much we love it. Yeah, this is like this is real shit. It comes in like this hard clamshell it's like a a big hardback book. Like a canvas um gold embossed clamshell yeah, that, that it's, holds it's got the hardback book it, inside of it's it it's substantial yes yeah. it's it's it like a tome. It, it's like a grimoire the, the thing is like it, a it miniature is, treasure is. chest yeah perfect it's and, a and miniature another, another mini it, 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 it is gorgeous yes because we went to Powell's today and looked at a bunch of the tarot that stands oh, alone so my in point, the presentation my yeah. point in talking about wizards and fantasy and blah 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 Nerd. This thing coming, yeah, I'm a fucking nerd. So what? <laughs> this thing I coming into the house, it has an energy. Oh yeah. It, oh yeah. It brought something with it, and what yes, it, it did. And, and what it brought is dope. Yes. Like sometimes things come into your house that aren't cool. You bring shit in. Un- uh, yeah, it's got bad energy. It, annoyingly, or, or- it's got bad juju. Yeah. And yes. You didn't mean to. It catches your eye. Yeah. Something catches your eye. You're like this. And then no, sometimes you bring stuff into your house that's inert. It's it's just a thing like my mouse for my f- computer. It's a fucking mouse. There's n- no big magical thing going on with that. But sometimes you bring shit into your house that's dope. It's alive. And this thing came in and instantly started some shit. Yeah, in the house, started some sh- good stuff. Well, it's like I was telling you too. Like this is the only deck that I've ever gotten where if I see a card, maybe like maybe if I'm shuffling right and a card falls out. I will pick that card in the reading or it's, it's, I, it's like magnetic. Yeah. It's yeah. like I, and I'm it's here. Big. I have 78 cards to choose from. How did I pick this one third from the right? That's the one that fell right when I was shuffling. And it kind of has this, um, like you said, a magnetic or this drawing feature and that pulls you to those like cards that you think were maybe kind of a mistake or accidentally fell off, but no, they are yours to be seen. And I, I've been involved with tarot since before we were married. And, um, you know, if I ever did a reading for myself, I have never had a deck that would directly answer a question. It was always like kind of ambiguous, not kind of, it was always ambiguous and, and you had to, suss it out you had to feel it out the answer for yourself and it could be like a lot of its interpretation and your ideas and whatever i today i did a reading for myself and here was the first time ever with any tarot anything that i got like a direct answer to something that i asked literally like Why do you think that is? I don't I don't know if it was the way that the description was written in the book or well, and, what. And maybe it has something to do with your um, level of education with well, tarot the, now, the, too. I, I could have never read cards and gotten this answer. Like well, This is what I mean about that. Because when you are more um, experienced with tarot, you ask better questions and you have like a another type of insight in how to use them. Okay. 
I, I get what you're saying, but I bought a, a book that has 365 tarot spreads in it. It's a spread a day for a year, right? And so the spread for today was a particular set of questions that were written in the book, right? So there was nine questions. And one of those questions was, um, why is this journey important now? It was, you know, relating to a, a larger question, but like the third or fourth question was, why is this journey uh, important right now? And the card I picked, the explana- the, in the book, when you open up the book, the first thing it says is, this journey is important right now because, like, I have no, never fucking had that happen with a terrible. I got, I got a novice question that you just brought up because I haven't seen that book yet. We were, I was with you today when you bought it, but when you do, like, a nine-card spread like that with nine questions, do you ask the questions before you pull the card, or do you do the spread and then That's up to you, man. address... I feel like there's a couple answers to that. Of course, there could be like a scientific way, right? No, you ask the questions first and then no. But well, that's kind of what I thought. You a lot of things first, is intuitive too, especially if you're doing a reading for yourself. You're not necessarily asking out loud the question. You're kind of thinking about it and then you're pulling your card. So in the same way, when you're pulling your spread and you're pulling your cards, you're, it's, the question is in your mind as you're pulling it. So it's not necessarily to vocalize it unless it's something that you want to do. So the way I did it or, and typically do that and preface this with, there is no right or wrong. way. There really isn't. Yes. (laughs) The way I do it is I just held the deck in my hand and got present in the moment. And then I picture the question in my head. That's it. I don't say it. Okay. And, and but that's what I mean. That's how you went about it is the nine card you read. You had the questions reading in your head, the questions. No, 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 no. There was, there was one overarching, um, not question, but like theme for the reading. Okay. And, and the eight or nine cards were the answers to the theme. Like, like the paragraph that you would write about that. Okay. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I see what you're so saying. So I wasn't like, okay, card one is the the future, and okay, pull card one. Okay, the present. You pull and, the nine, and as you turn yeah. over the nine, it's it's the answers to the questions yeah, yeah, that the... Yeah, yeah. So, but like I said, I have never had that happen, and I was in here by myself and said out loud, what the fuck? <laughs> I think it's it's another uncanny way of the energy of that tarot. Yeah, I've never. It's nuts. That's. I, I feel like it has to do with the deck. I really do. Well, and it's the Grateful Dead tarot deck, and I did the reading on top of a picture book of Garcia. <laughs> so, I, I I just I feel like those two things go together in my head, like per, like that is the perfect. They they do do Bingo. go together, and did you know that that's for, without any intention or anything? I keep mine on my coffee table all the time, have for a long time, and that's where my tarot deck goes. On top my of Jerry lays. That's where I put it the other day. I feel like I need I my own out. deck. I feel like that's really you and Apple's deck. I mean, I don't need one. Re- no, that's Aaron's deck. It, no, 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 not, not, no, not that one is yours and his. I feel like you have your deck, and that's Aaron's deck. Oh, and you need your own. Yeah, I need my own Grateful Dead deck. Yeah. Well, 
guys, I mean, like I said a few minutes ago, this is what? welcome to us just talking without bothering. We're just talking, you guys. guys. Yeah. This is the aftermath. This is <laughs> no planning, no like format. This is us just, if you tuned in, this is what you're listening to today. <laughs> but it feels really good to have all this going on and like the renewal and the motion that's starting to happen. I am so excited by all the music festivals that are being announced right now. The, Me the too. Peach Festival, man. Yeah. Holy smokes. And High Sierra, holy smokes. And, and <laughs> just Sweetwater, holy shit. And like, I'm so glad to see that back. And that feeling of 2021 of like seeing stuff announced and being like, oh shit, it might not happen. I'm not, I don't feel like that now. It's like, oh, fuck no, yeah, let's, let's do way. this. And that that's nice. That trepidation and like, um, the low, low key anxiety or worry or whatever of like yeah. stuff not happening was not healthy for any of us, man. That's so fucked up. Waiting for the shoe to drop. Yeah. And, and like New Year's Eve was the renewal. W- no, no. <laughs> Fish getting canceled oh, New Year's oh, Eve oh. was <laughs> the like, that was the peak of that for me personally. It was like, this can't happen again and then it happened again and and it was like you guys all know my 50th birthday and my birthday present me and mel blah whatever it was a blow and i don't feel any of that now like everything's okay and it just seems like we're kind of moving forward and it's uh it's rad it's hopeful and i want to uh i want to keep my eye on that feeling of hope and uh renewal because it's we have all far too long been mired in the bullshit of worry and anxiety and fear and everything and with good reason everything has been super up in the air man so sure has it's nice to have a break from all of that mentally for sure and physically too like think about this a year ago catching a cold we wouldn't be joking about that no. or did saying shit about Z-Quill. No. Not that we, I would have been like, I'm going to fucking bed. I'm not talking to anybody. I'm quarantining for six weeks. And you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. <laughs> so it's nice to like. That we're coming out yeah, from under. Feels like it. Feels yeah. Like and there's it. lots of signs popping in and it all is, it's all going along with like the seasons this year. Like there's a whole lot of change coming up with mandates and stuff that are coinciding with rebirth and spring yeah yes and all is. these festival all these things we talk about and i just i'm uh, so thankful so i'm so thankful for live music man i am so grateful for look look I, I i don't know if i've ever said this on this show but if you're a musician and you're out there busting your ass and on the grind and going from city to city and practicing your skill and using your creativity and pouring it out for all of us week after week. We fucking thank you so much, man. Yep. You you thank are you. you are the essential worker as far as I'm concerned. Like I think that Yeah, and like heroes. Yeah. This is one thing that I learned cuz early on, you know, what I was doing, we were all deemed essential workers and then that was like, you know, 2 weeks and then next next. Yeah. If you work, you're essential. <laughs> if you do a job, <laughs> You're essential. 
It doesn't matter which job it is. How it about does, if you're alive on the planet? Yeah. You're we, a part. We, yeah. We're all in a part of what it takes to keep this world going. And we all get tired. We all get energized. We all get excited. We all get bummed out. Like, we're essential. Our mood, our abilities, our talents, our energy we need it. We need participation. And I know for me that it has been harder to um, participate over these last couple months, years to the degree that I used to. And I feel like I'm coming back to my own in that. I feel like, you know, with the women's groups that I'm doing and like just my own personal um, learning and my projects that I've been doing with the, with the tarot and the collaging and all that, I feel like that's kind of been bringing me more into that cycle of nature and just coming back do you think you felt like that last year at this time too do you think it's a time of the year thing or do you think it's a now thing possibly both possibly both i mean i know that the as far as the tarot that's a new thing i didn't feel like this last year with the tarot i I wasn't as interested or um i mean i'm always interested in tarot i shouldn't say it that way i just wasn't as involved involved and yeah i wasn't as in the forefront but maybe like, yeah, maybe I, I have felt like that's, you know, sometimes you forget when you go through something until you hear yourself talk about it again. You're like, right oh, happened. shit. You're like, yeah, I guess I did feel that way. And I do feel like um, the springtime brings a certain kind of um, optimism and enlightening kind of attitude and feeling. I don't know. It's something that like what. Go ahead. It's just, that's one. That's one thing I love. I, I love about our timeline we're creating with No Simple Road is when questions are asked like that. Sometimes I'm sure you guys do. I have. You can go like like right now. Go back. If you want to answer a question, go back to last year, Some intros a February last year. episode about this time. And I know it wasn't near as positive because Skull and Roses wasn't happening. You know, there was yeah. still we were still in the muck. But even but yeah, we had some you know our little peaks and valleys. There was some of, high points yeah, last year. Oh, de- oh, definitely was. there so was, many. but it doesn't not as it doesn't seem as powerful as yes. this. What we're heading into this is the right new, new. now, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, this is my new favorite. <laughs> That's a trip, man. Like <clears throat> being able to go back and answer a question like that because we have recordings of the show. Yeah, just think about if you like. If we didn't have the show or anybody for that matter that doesn't record once a week that what they're going through, like just living your life, you don't have that opportunity to, to remember stuff unless you journal. Said, yeah. yeah. Unless you uh, that's write. what I was going to say. Cause I have done that and have been freaking flabbergasted at some of the stuff that I've not only documented, but gone through forgot about uh-huh. and then now i'm reading about it like it's no big deal when in back then it seemed like it was like the most incredible dire situation or some crazy new understanding that i had but now i'm living in that new understanding so it's journaling is a treasure it's a magic treasure chest for yourself wow i never thought about it like that and i mean i am all of us are the kind of people that, you know, you walk into a room and forget why you walked into the room, you know, yeah. or like forget about last week or when you're going through something and then like five days later and you think about what you were going through a few days ago, it seems like months. Oh yeah. You know, time is just this elastic, weird 
thing that doesn't and phases and times in your life just disappear and we don't have any memory of it like there's whole parts of my life that are just gone i think that's why it's like so good to celebrate things that when you actually do achieve them like you'll be more likely to remember a celebration so like okay maybe you did some school and you graduated and it was just like a small thing no big deal it was like a certification but if you don't you'll you'll be liable to kind of forget that later on years down the line but if you had this amazing party you went to a concert you had a dinner thing you're going to remember that thing. Uh, yeah. And you can, then there's like an association. A like yes. a landmark or putting a pin in it. Yes, like, exactly. Boom, boom, I remember that one. Like, and there's people that are really good at that. There's people that are excellent at that. I, I am not one of those I people. I strive to be better at celebrating. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean celebrating. That's my goal. I, I just meant remembering and keeping track and like making milestones for uh, themselves. It's, it's, it's also fun. One thing that happened, I think we talked about this last week, but I, I we, we both, or all both we all three enjoy Ben and Tiff's company. Yes. Last week after Goose, I it it, it woke something. It woke an old thing up in me Aww. that goes back to with me and Ben that night talking until four thirty. Both of us were so intently like so interested in what shows we've seen in our lives, and Ben made me remember. He's like, "What well, we're back and forth? Like, did you ever see Yes? Yeah. What about Kansas? What about ACDC? How many times?" It brought up so many memories of shit. I I I, I switched stations on the radio. I listened to radio, which yeah, I think a lot of people home. don't do that as much anymore. No. I I go. I love going back and forth between radio stations, hearing the talk. But I like heard ACDC differently this week because I I didn't hear it with my ears. Now I was hearing it with the ears that were reborn of me going <gasps> and seeing them in the eighties oh, wow. so many times. And that night I ran down and got into my. I knew right where they were in my room. I have a whole stack of ticket stubs like this. And I rifled through it to find my prized ones. The old Michael Skivo with Rush Van Halen and Ozzy Osbourne were the three that I pulled because they were all in one month in 84. I saw those bands on like the iconic moving pictures, Diary of a Madman, like all their, you know, and it was 84. So it was Van Halen's 1984 album reliving that with ben like me and you reliving it we did a lot of it together it's and, different and with know, somebody yeah. else like kind of it, it was like being interviewed sharing experience and he said of, and, and and then like sharing like like Aww. he brought he's like what about jethro tall i was like yeah yeah i saw and he he had the same reaction and we're both like what and he, and he's like you first i was like well I went and saw him, but it wasn't the original lineup. I ended up leaving early because it wasn't right. He goes, me too. And it ended up being like the same tour. And it just wasn't right. You know, and we had a shame about kind of like, I love them, but I walked out because it was shit. Dude, and it when you so and I fun. talk about it, you're like, remember when we went and saw back in. You, you don't. I don't. A lot. I, I like not just a little bit, like nothing. Yeah. The screen in my mind is blank, blank when it comes to that. Like, I can remember. What a bummer for some cool, uh, right? you know, concerts. I can remember one concert other than dead shows going to with you. One show. What show? Santana. Oh, okay. At the Aladdin. And the only reason. When they I had re- like 20 percussionists on stage at once, yep. which was amazing. The only reason I remember that night 
is it because I burned the shit out of my hand? Hold, I had. There's your landmark. I held my you cigarette backwards in, in my hand, and we were on acid, and it blistered the whole inside of my palm. Okay. And that's the only reason I remember that show. But every other concert that you and I went to together, no. Oh, I take that back. One other one, but we didn't go together, was Nine Inch Nails and uh, Bowie. And Bowie. And you and I were beefing and not talking to each other at the yeah, time. Yeah, I was dating Kate at the time. And we were down <laughs> on the floor, and I, we were pogoing, and I bumped into you, pogoing on the floor at Nine Inch Nails, and we gave each other a hug, and then everything was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's when I wore flip-flops to the show. I got my fucking toe fucking yeah, smashed. You deserve that yeah, you totally deserve that. You <laughs> yeah. do not wear flip-flops I to didn't a Nine know Inch I was Nails. Going. You anyway, don't wear flip-flops to any concert unless I, it's back on the to grass. That, like my point of that talking about, it, it, it's another thing that just recently happened that was like like a very welcome, needed renewal of old stuff. Wow. It, it helped me appreciate it again, but also kind kind of let it go and hold it tighter at the same time. Wow, gives you like an opportunity I, to like, digest it like like let it yeah. come through you and, and then see it through other eye me and ben both shared at the end of the night it was so fun to do because we both got so excited about reliving those memories with with each other that's so awesome about yeah, what we that's did super and, cool yeah that's such a special couple to the three of us here and i just can't underscore how much we love y'all so much like individually as a group the family and and like, they are all like of it and a huge part of the future of the family oh the yeah no simple road family oh yeah they oh, came yeah. in our, at a time where we are supposed to our trajectory i feel like yeah, it's our together trajectories are like si- similar yeah, yeah they're like the thunderbirds doing a lot of things together yes. and you listeners out there are all going to have a chance to meet them because we're going to be doing events on their property absolutely at some point, so yeah, man, that they're a huge part of the what's the to come for no simple the pyramid room. that we're building with limestone blocks mm-hmm. so large and dragging from the mountaintop. Um, yeah, that's yeah. we don't do it. We, I mean, that covers the week pretty I much. Mean, I would think. Yeah, that. Well, yeah. I, yeah, I don't have a. I mean, sometimes we just don't need to say everything that happened in a week. Maybe it's just like a good conversation that kind of points gives all of us a good. Time to well, talk it seemed like that too. Like our trajectory is all the same. It's very based around the same things this week and the yeah. tarot and the, the you know it, it's it's change. There's a lot of change going on. Yeah. Well, very welcome change. And yeah, I'm still riding high on that feminine energy and still participating in it, and it feels good. Like I realized today, driving across town to go meet JJ for my photo shoot that. As much as I, it's normal for me to be around guys all the time and how much I love the simplicity and the silliness, like there's just something that I don't get to express not being around females. Yeah. And it's, yeah. it's not that I don't want to. It's not like I'm like holding out. <laughs> it's something that just doesn't come. You can't be, you're not, it's not girl time with a bunch of guys. No, yeah, I get it's it. not girl time with a bunch of guys, but it's even deeper than that. It's like, even certain feelings, they don't come up just because yeah, it's don't. not. That's so fun. That's so fun because <laughs> it's, that, yeah, it's it, not yeah. a, no, I don't want it. it. I'm just saying it's, I noticed it on the way there. It's important to all of us too. Like we were talking about before, it, it's, it's not good for dudes to just be around all dudes all no. the time. That can get prim, 
primordial <laughs> weird. Yeah. You know, it was awesome. Like a good, it was like bal. It was like about to have a balance of men and women yes. and masculinity, femininity is awesome because the yin and yang, everything's going right. It's yes. like the, the wheel is turning. turning. That yes. was it. Was yeah, that was really fun. Like goose, it was like equal representation of everything, and it was balanced. Yeah. And, and I have to say too, like. At that show at Goose, both nights, I love our crew. Mm -hmm. I love our friends, man. Mm -hmm. You guys are the best Mm -hmm. human beings. Bees knees. And we, like, dancing with the guys from Lost Ox. The banjo angel. Yeah. uh, Burns Willie Burns. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And just all of you guys, man. It Our Oregon No Simple Road family is dope. Yep. You people are Thank fucking you. rad and yeah. so much fun and down to party and just, I fucking love you guys, man. Guys are all woo woo and shit, man. Let me back in, man. Oh. All right. Yeah. Anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this Feelings week stuff. it's about like maybe a little bit of renewal, maybe like dig through your closet, find something old and fun to play with or get it out of there. Or yeah. I was going to say <laughs> a great, great thing to do at this time of the year. Is go through those boxes because we all have boxes we got somewhere boxes. that have <laughs> shit that you're like, I'm going to keep that and use it someday. And you haven't touched it in seven years. Get rid of that shit. Like my box of boxes. Yeah. Downstairs. Get rid of that <laughs> shit. Box of boxes. Yes. I have a box of boxes slash containers slash bags. That empty you're going to use someday. That I actually have utilized. Like Apple's like, hey, do you have a bag? As a matter of fact, I do. Or, I hey, bags. do you have a string for this? Yeah, I do. And they're like inside of each other. Like, yes. What is it called? The Russian doll? Yes, the Russian doll. <laughs> Nesting doll. I oh, do. you need a little one? It's actually the one that you gave me. It's got the black, it's a black um, box with like the weed plants, like Smokies. Oh, the weed mat. Is it Smokies or uh, is the it weed, the, the like it, it black and white? Anyway, and like anyway, yes. anyway, yeah, I know but what you're yes. talking about. Yeah, and it's full of boxes. Box of boxes. Box of boxes. It, you know, yeah, that, I went, I went down to start going through the yeah. boxes today. I, I, I pulled them all down and went through them and I realized that a lot of it is, is very sentimental and some of it's worth money. It's stuff I need to sell and not just give away. But one of the first things I find, oh dude, it, I came up Treasure. to Aaron and I handed, I was like, check this out. It's a VHS tape from late eighties. No, I had gone on Dead Tour. So well, it was okay, after, early it was like ninety two. When we did our, we told you about. I don't, I don't know Mel's if Mel ever it. saw it or not. It's a VHS tape of us doing our talk show thing. People oh without God. a clue. <laughs> no, I'm not. Seen I'm this. gonna. That's I have a goal this week of to find somebody that has a VHS player I can borrow we or something or take on. it to someone that can transfer it onto. We need that on the No Simple Road Instagram. Oh my god! It, yes. it, it's, it's amazing. It'll go viral. <laughs> it will. It will. It it's methed out Apple and Aaron with video equipment. Is it appropriate? It's, with some friend. Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's it's oh, yeah. wacky and fun. I do the commercials. I do it Mass and Gill. Sounds great. I do it Mass and Gill. I did all the editing in in my dad's editing bay that he had. Like this was all like legit. It was broadcast it was, equipment we were fucking with. High as shit in my fun. dad's warehouse. Yeah. So anyway, that, so I, I found that's one of the first things I found. And then under that is I realized I have so many VHS bootlegs of Stevie Ray Vaughan stuff that probably is that isn't out there of Stevie Ray Vaughan shows, Smashing Pumpkin show stuff oh, that was recorded by handhelds back yeah. then that my roadie friend got copies of from crew members and things, and then passed on to me. Wow! I looked at it and I was like, "Holy shit!" Like Tool playing some church, fucking ninety 
four or something. It's like weird shit. Like, Dang. whoa, these are Pearl Jam. Uh, one of the one of the ones where Eddie Vedder fell and got hurt or something. And it's anyway, it's a trip. Dude, that stuff is is worth going. I went and looked at. Was like, okay, I gotta. That could be the down payment the on shit a out. farm right there in that box. You don't even know. I don't. I don't even know. No. Nope. All right. Anyway, everybody. Hey, you guys are the best. You are the best, and we love you. Take yeah. care we of yourselves. Love you. And like like we've been saying. Just, you know, get rid of one or two things you don't need anymore. It'll yeah. make you feel lighter. Re-gift it, even if you feel bad about getting rid of stuff. Re-gift it. Sometimes we have really dope stuff that we don't use, don't need, and don't touch. Okay. And that's it's clothes is one of the big... I have another bag that I got dropped off at Goodwill by my work on the way to work But this even week. like all Just those like, old school t-shirts are so worth money, too, because they're from those old concerts, like... Even those, especially those bigger sizes, because that's who loves like those kinds of tees, like to either do like a quill or to frame it or something like that. Hey, and here's here's one other homework assignment for you this week. Tell somebody that doesn't know about No Simple Road about the show. Yeah. Help us grow the show. Yes. Man. Right. And visit all the sponsors, Finn and Wheel and Define, Electric, Le- or electric, electric Fish. Electric Fish. Jesus. Shop Tour Bus. <laughs> Shop Tour Bus. Sunset, Sunset Lake. Lake. And we didn't say it this week, but better help better if you help. need it. Yeah. So that's all the things. We love you guys. We'll be back next week with more stuff and things. Take care of yourselves. Thanks, Mojo Hand, for love one coming back on the show. Smile a stranger. Wash your hands. Safety third. Hydrate. Love yourself. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. tell you about the april may 2023 issue of relics magazine features a dave matthews band cover story with additional articles and interviews with the national graham nash wayne shorter alo ivan neville our friend eric krasno and stanton moore marty stewart and much more check out the latest version of relics and subscribe now at relics.com dmb thanks relics 
What's up, everybody? I am Finn McKenty, host of the Punk Rock NBA podcast, part of the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. My podcast is all about doing what you love for a living, and every week I sit down and talk to people who have done exactly that. For example, musicians like Tommy from Between the Buried Me, Matt from Periphery, Lil Lotus and Shinigami, among many others, photographers, artists, designers, YouTubers like Glenn Fricker and Sarah Dietschy, and I unpack exactly how they got to where they are today with the goal of helping you do the same. So if that sounds cool, you can listen and subscribe at SoundTalentMedia.com, and I'll see you there.